Hello everybody, this is Subrat from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show and today we have Matthew Hoffman with us, our relationship coach, author, speaker and podcast host, specializes in empowering couples to build and nurture their dream relationship. He believes every married spouse life would be better if they were fully committed to their spouse and he is on a mission to help others live that reality and prioritize their number one relationship. So without further delay, let's welcome Matthew. Matthew, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Matthew, let's uh, begin with our podcast. Uh, with your journey, where did you choose this relationship coach as a career and what exactly inspired you to become a coach? Sure. It's interesting. I started this whole journey into this space by most people write a book later in their careers once they've been doing something for a while. But yeah. I started with my book, Kick-Ass Husband, yeah. Winning at Life, Marriage and Sex. And so I was an author and I didn't really know what to do with the book. And I decided to build a platform around it. So I went back and developed the brand, Kick-Ass Couples Nation. And then my desire was really to have people be able to have as good a relationship as I have. I'm celebrating actually my 29th wedding anniversary next wow. week. And it hasn't That's always awesome. been a smooth, easy road, Sabrat. It's been rough. My book tells the story about what I did to get there. And my desire is to be a mission-driven messenger and help other men and women have as good of a relationship as they possibly can and learn how to communicate and build the most viable business relationships as well. Yeah. And also there are some scientific evidence that people who are mostly happy because of their relationship. If you talk about people who are happy in their life, most part comes from the relationships. And you are doing exactly the things like helping people. But are you only work with couples or do you have any other people who wants to find their love or not? I do. I work with men, I work with women, and I work with couples. And a lot of people think okay. that if both partners don't come to coaching, it's not going to work. And that's really not the case because okay. the reality in any coaching relationship is you can only work on yourself. And people think in relationships, especially, yeah. there's a lot of finger pointing, right? They don't, they won't, they can't, they always, they never. But really, anytime you're pointing one finger at somebody, there's always three coming back at you. So change starts with ourselves. And I work with individuals how to change the way they do things that will have the biggest impact. And I want to come back. What you said about having a relationship informs a lot of good. We have a concept called spillover thinking. When your number one human relationships you brought is so strong and good, it's going to inform everything in your life, your business, all your other relationships. And people but are going to say, how come you're so successful? How come you're so happy? Why is everything going so well for you? And my relationship with my wife, informs, feeds, and makes me better in everything I do, especially my business. Yeah. Okay, so I got one question. What if someone, what would be the best decisions of a person who knows that whatever the person is doing for their love, the relationship, but the other person is not are getting the communications, the other person is not doing some fair things to this person. So what would be the uh, better decision for this person? So you're saying... Let me make sure I understand the question right. You're saying, what do you do when somebody feels the other person is causing a lot of the problems? Is that your question? My understanding? Yes. Right? You are giving your 100% in your yeah. lesson, but the other person is creating a lot of problems. So I think in any situation, communication is one of the 14 pillars that we have in our platform. And having great communication is critical in any business or personal relationship. And when you're in a situation and you're feeling like, man, I feel like I'm doing everything right. I'm giving them what they say they want and need. 
but they just don't seem to be doing it. So I think whenever I encourage someone to have a conversation, you got to tell your partner, I think we need to have a talk. I'd like to talk to you about how things are going in our relationship. Can we set a time to do that where we're not going to be distracted? What you don't want to do is surprise them and go, hey, I want to talk about this critical thing right now because you don't want them to feel like they've been cornered or bushwhacked or they're not ready. So I encourage people, set a time and say, you know what? I want to have a good conversation about some things that are concerning me in our relationship. So set the time, make sure all the physiological needs are being met. You're not hungry, angry, lonely, tired, and you're ready for the conversation and eliminate distractions. And then when you're there, you have to come and say, help me understand how you feel about our relationship. How well am I doing at filling your love tank? How well am I doing at meeting your needs? Instead of jumping in saying, you always, you never, you're not, you got to turn the tables and say to them, how well am I doing? Help me understand. And then once you've gotten understanding of how they perceive things, then you've earned the right to say, I'd like to share with you how I'm feeling and some of the things I feel I need. Because yeah. you're making statements about I. For me to be fulfilled in a relationship, I need. For me to be better understood, I need. It's not blaming them and saying all the things that they do. And I guarantee you in that conversation, when you're asking them to say, how well are you? I go to my wife all the time and I'll say, how well am I filling your love tank right now? I've never gotten a 10. It's always been less. And so I've always had opportunity to do better. But if it's an eight or a nine or a 9.5, I'm feeling good. But I guarantee you there's something that she's thinking, wishing, hoping, or desiring I could do more or stop doing. And that's another great tool to use is tell me one thing you'd like me to stop doing. What am I doing that's just getting under your skin uh, crazy? And then the other thing yeah. is what one thing do you wish I would start doing? Oh, oh, man, if you would just pick up your clothes around the house a little bit, it'd sure make my day. Or... What's one thing that I'm doing that you want me to do more of? So the old stop, start, and do more of is a great segue to a conversation to have connection with your partner. That's super fantastic. That's super awesome. Okay, Matthew, let's talk about your coaching practices. Are you only focusing on one-on-one clients or do you have group coaching or any kind of programs? If anyone wants to get coaching from you, then what kind of options are available? Sure. I have a one-on-one. And I do, part of my model is hybrid. Group coaching uh, is part of it. As you probably know, Subrat, we learn in a lot of different ways. We learn is- from listening, but we also learn from watching what other people do. And when someone has a question in a group environment and says, I'm struggling with this, I don't get that, I did this, she said this. And when you work through an issue with somebody else and you get to witness, because you're going to say, wow, I felt that way too, or I've been there. Yeah. And then So I I do individual one-on-one and I also do group coaching because I think that different things happen in both of those environments. And some people want to work only with me. I do that. Some people only want to do group and I can do that as well. But I think the best model is a hybrid and my foundations program, which is a 90-day program where I work with individuals or couples is a hybrid of both. They get one-on-one time with me and they also get group time so they have a chance to learn in both environments. And since you have a lot of experience in this industry, what do you think, what are the most important qualities when it comes to be a successful relationship coach? That's a great question. I think the biggest quality I'd have to probably share is empathy. I think empathy, if you can't get into their shoes 
and understand where they're coming from. It's walking a mile in their shoes. It's the same quality that is successful in a relationship, but is having empathy and understanding how they feel. Because if you can't put yourself, it's called getting in the foxhole with them. If you're in there experiencing their pain, what they're struggling with, then you understand where they're coming from and you're able to relate to them. I think empathy is one of the biggest qualities that you have to be successful with in any coaching relationship. And I think other things, you have to be a great listener. If you're listening to understand as opposed to listening to speak, and when somebody says something, it's usually not apparent on the surface. You have to be willing to go deeper. And being a great coach is not about telling somebody what to do. You're going to do this and this. That's not it at all. It's about helping them achieve what they want to achieve, giving them the tools so they're able to do it. Correct. Because they are here for themselves, not yourself. Yeah. I'm here to serve. I'm a mission-driven messenger, and I'm here to help them take the obstacles and roadblocks that are their way and not allowing them to reach their goal, yeah. to move them aside or learn how to navigate around them so they can make progress and have the best relationship that they would like to have. Yes. And also, Matthew, if you see that when it comes to coaching, accountability is also most important part, right? It's not about that you gain the knowledge, you know what exactly what to do, or maybe you come up with your final decisions or you come up with your path to go in that things. But the most important part here is that if you are not putting the work, then it's not going to give you any kind of risk. You have to do the, you have to start from somewhere. You have to ask like, the questions that you share with us like in the earlier and all the things that needs to make better for your relationship. So how do you balance holding your clients accountable while also being compassionate and supportive? That's a great question. So the first thing I say, listen, I'm not your relief valve. You can tell me anything and it will stay confident between me, but I'm not a priest. I'm not going to give you absolution from your mistakes. Okay. And I was working with one client and he's in a marriage and he said, I cheated on my partner and I feel horribly about it and wanted for me to forgive him for what he had done. And the key thing is you, you can't be judgmental of the person, but I can be judgmental of the behavior. And I can say, listen, cheating, you violated a marriage covenant. It's not just, oh, I made a mistake and I'm sorry. You, you don't got to tell me you're sorry. You got to figure out how you're going to deal with this with your partner. And that's huge. And yeah. if people have commitment, if they are committed to the relationship, meaning I'm willing to change my behavior and do what I have to do, I can work with them. But when somebody comes to me, maybe it's a couple and one person's, I'm here because my partner said I got to be here. That's not commitment. I can't help them. And I, I won't work with them because it's a waste of their time and money and a that waste is. of my time for them to check the box. I went to coaching. I went to therapy. See, nothing's working. First of all, I don't blame. I, I don't say that you're a bad person. I say that behavior is going to get you this result. You want a different result. You got to change the behavior. If you've done something, if you've been in fidelity or you've cheated or you've lied, you got to own the behavior. It's no one else's fault. Everybody likes to play the victim. I only did this because they did that. And yeah. it's not someone else. You got to say, I'm in charge of myself. I may not be able to control my circumstances, but I can control my response. And I've been there in a relationship. So someone says it's there. No, you got to own your own garbage. And you got to say, I've made a mistake. I'm willing to change and I want to learn how to be better. And if you've made a mistake and they don't know your partner, you still got to come and say, you got to get in front of it and be willing to stop the behavior 
and show your commitment, not just through your words, but through your consistent, repeated action. Yeah. And also, like, I believe, like, you have been doing all the things from the past few years, and uh, you have got a lot of experience in this affair. Uh, I believe you have tons of your clients' coaching success stories, right? So, can you please share one example of your clients' coaching success story, which is nearly close to your heart? Yeah, there's been a lot of good ones, and it's hard to say which favorite you have. But I think probably one of my more favorite ones is a young couple that I was working with. And the woman had been married before and had a child. And it's hard as a woman or even a man, if you have a child, trying to start a new relationship is tough because you're not just getting together with the individual. You've got a child there that's not yours. And that's a whole new dynamic. And the man in this relationship had been dating, but never in a marriage. So he's committed to her. And her concern is she was coming out of a, a bad relationship. So she's saying, my daughter is most important. My daughter is number one. And in working with them, I said to the woman, I said, listen, Carrie, you're going to have to learn that, yes, your daughter is important, but in your relationship, you got to think about it. You're on a ship. The ship is the relationship. You're in it. Your daughter's in it. And this boyfriend of this guy you're going to marry and commit to for the rest of your life is on it. For the ship to be strong, the relationship has to be strong. The best gift you can give to that little girl is a solid relationship between you and Alex. So mm-hmm. you're going to have to learn how to change your priorities. The relationship has to be number one. So Brad, in my relationship, my wife is number one. It's my number one human relationship. I have not the power of the universe. She's the number one person. And I learn how to prioritize her each and every day. I said, if you're not willing to say he's number one, it's going to be an issue in your relationship because you're going to say someone else is more important than you. Someone else, it doesn't mean you're not doing your daughter right. It means you're saying to him, you're my number one, and I'm going to show you in all my actions. That declaration bilateral between both partners is going to make that girl more secure than her doting on her and saying, you're number one and he's second. So that's a great story because they learn how to prioritize each other, how to communicate, how to commit, solve the conflicts, and that made the daughter secure. That is really wonderful stories. Yeah, because the couples are like, that was so challenging situations. And uh, now the most important thing is that they are happy. Yeah, and happy and content. And I want to, I agree with you. Everybody wants to be happy, but happy, I'm going to, I caution people and they say, I just want to be happy. I go, happy is an emotion, right? And you can have great emotions and allows happy. You can be happy, sad, angry, upset, frustrated. If you gauge the success of your relationship by being happy, That's an emotion and it's going to change. Are you content? Are you Uh, satisfied? Because guess what? Some days I'm going to be unhappy. Does it mean my relationship isn't good? It doesn't. Because I know underneath my wife is committed to me. I'm committed to her. And that commitment gives us a safety net. Meaning I can make a mistake and she's not going to say I'm out of here. Or you're not nice to me today, so I'm leaving. No, wait a minute. Because she's unhappy. The relationship is bad. So commitments, that safety net, that no matter how we feel, happy, angry, sad, fearful, upset, the relationship is solid because we've worked on giving each other the commitment. I don't worry that she's going to walk out the door if I make a mistake or screw up as long as my commitment to her hasn't wavered. Yeah. And that commitment always builds trust. And that trust always makes a better relationship. 
Okay, Matthew, let's talk about some misconceptions are that revolving around coaching industry. What are some common misconceptions about relationship coaching that you have noticed till now? It's probably the same about coaching as it is about other things you brought. There is no silver bullet. People think get rich. There's no pill you can take. There's no one thing you can do. There's tools and actions, but if they're not backed by the solid work, I can give you a workout plan, Subrat, and say, this plan is going to help you lose weight and look like Arnold Schwarzenegger in 90 days, right? I can give you the plan. Just because you have the plan doesn't mean that's where you're going to be. You yeah, got to do the work. And consistent effort over time. So the biggest misconception is there's one thing I can do, and I can give people one thing they can do that will have an incredible impact in their relationship. But if it's not backed up by the consistent effort and the prioritization, it's not going to last. There's a great book by Viktor Frankl called Man's Search for Meaning. You and I talked about this yeah. a little bit earlier. And the biggest takeaway that I got from him that I love is between stimulus and response, there's a space. And in that space lies our freedom to choose and think. It's that truth in relationships. When somebody says or does something, I have a choice. I'm not going to And I'm going to pause and I'm going to say, What's the best response for the health of me, my partner, in this relationship? And when I choose to act and say on those words, if they zing me and they get after me and I go and I respond and I come back with my fists up and I'm ready to fight back, that's not good for the relationship. So I think that you can only control and influence your own actions, not your partners. A lot of people want to come and say they're the problem, they're the issue. It's a two-way street. Certainly, it's not 50-50. It's 100-100. And I think when people understand that coaching is going to help you be the best version of yourself, which is going to have the greatest impact on the relationship, that's the truth about coaching. Yeah. Okay. So, Matthew, you have also written your book, ECAS. As then, could you please explain like what your book is all about and why so, you choose the name ECAS as then? Okay. I'm going to... This is a Mia call. I, got, I had a different title for the book. It was a working title and it made no sense. My wife said, that is, who wants to be that? You don't want to do that. She goes, you want to be kick-ass. I go, what? She goes, you want to be a kick-ass husband. I said, oh. I go, you think I am? And she said, absolutely. So wow. my wife named it. That's not a title I gave myself. She okay. came, she goes, you want to be a kick-ass husband. And I said, darn straight I do. And who doesn't, right? You don't want to be cute. You don't want to be successful. You know, what do you want your business to run your podcast to be good, to be great, or do you want it to be kick ass? Yeah, it's all it's kick ass. Yeah. And so, <laughs> you know what? I, I got it. The rent is due every day and I got to earn that title. So I put it on my book because uh, if men want to win in life, they want to win in their marriage and they want to be successful and in, in all areas of their life, then it's the little things often. And the book is my story about what I did. And what I do to earn that title and demonstrate it in a bunch of different ways. And it's, it works for men and women, even though it says kick-ass husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Principles are the same for men and women. Yeah, like I was about to ask you, like, it sounds like the husband. So most of the people, they think that it's only for the husband people, like most towards for the men. A lot of women buy the book and go, hey, buddy, you need to read this. And a lot, <laughs> I had one woman that she said, I got it and I read it in a weekend. And I learned so much, I'm going to have my husband read it next. But she said, I want to know what it takes so that she can be that for her husband as well. Yeah, I got it, got it, got it. 
Okay, okay, Matthew. Uh, I do not want to end this conversation, but I know due to time, we have to end this. Just know what is the best possible way to reach out to you so that our people can find you and get in touch with you. Absolutely. You go to my website, MatthewPHoffman.com. There is so much good stuff there. There's tools, there's tricks, there's resources. Anybody that's listening to this podcast that would like a free relationship demo, if you want to learn what you can do to upgrade your relationship, I'll talk to anybody. Go to my website. As I said, MatthewPHoffman.com. You can book your own free relationship assessment demo. And I'd wow. love to talk to you and see how I can help you get rid of the roadblocks, the conflicts, and have a kick-ass relationship. Guys, to make sure you follow Matthew, wonderful person with great personality, and you can reach out to him according to your relationship coaching. That was today's episode of Sparking Entrepreneur Show. Thank you, Matthew, for being on the show, and it was an honor to hosting you today. My pleasure. Enjoyed our conversation, Surat. Thank you. Thanks, thanks again, Matthew. So that's it. I'm your host, Surat, signing off, and you guys have a wonderful day. Bye, guys.